Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 124 of Season 5 of the Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee ki our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me for the final episode of this season, and hopefully not the final episode of the entire show, is mm-hmm. Jake Cluett of so many different things. But uh, the, the one thing that I guess is still going on is the Deep Blue Sea podcast. So welcome back to the show, Jay. Why does this keep happening to me? Hey, Rob. Happy to be back. You turned <laughs> me back in for another final episode. Yes, yes. Why not? You know, I, I always enjoy having you on as a guest for, for the final episodes, for the first week, you know, things like that. So why not? I love I love coming back for it. Talk about these uh, like 31 oh. seconds of credits and black stream. We actually don't even have 31 seconds. We only have 20 seconds of Okay. Of, so because you know the the program that I use adds on that ten seconds or fifteen seconds, ten seconds. 15, I don't know. Whatever it adds something on there. We have twenty and twenty. We have twenty something uh, seconds. Let's put it that way. Uh, but th- there isn't really that much to talk to in this minute. Anyway. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's there basically just. That's true. Uh, the, I, I think these, the great escape. Ones, the, I think the great escape is the only one that had something because it had the the. You know the the picture credits of everybody. I think that's the only one that really had something. Um, I think pretty I much all the others. But but we still would talk for probably over an hour on each of those episodes. So it's not as if we can really say that there's nothing to talk about. No, sure. There's you know, a whole podcast season to wrap up. That's right. That's correct. I mean. There again, there there isn't much to talk about on screen, but we'll 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 quickly go through it. Why not? So episode one twenty four begins with the Dolby stereo credits and ends with a new title shot of the words Die Hard Two, which we'll we'll get to in a second. But it's pretty strange that they actually have that twice. You know, they have it at the beginning of the the credits and at the very end of the credits. You know, most movies have it at the beginning of the movie, and then maybe you'll have it in the end of the credits, some sort of title shot. I always find that odd. It's, it's, it's not unusual to have just a title at the end, but it, it's akin to when, you, uh, when you're when you reading a book, and it's got the title of the book on every page. There's like a heading. I was like, why is that then? Because I know, what, is, it, is it just for when they're like compiling the book? And if they lose a sheet, they can pick it up easy and go, oh, this is from Die Hard 2 book. Uh, this could be over here and in here. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I, I didn't think about that fact. About because uh, does the fact that you're reading a book and it has the the name on every page is it sometimes connected to you know like if you if you're doing a file in Word so then you have the the header and including the header is maybe the the page numbers or stuff like that you know and and like you said maybe you fall asleep in the middle and then wake up and like what book am I reading Oh, I'm reading Die Hard too. Because I couldn't have just closed the book and looked at the cover and then gone back to the page. Yeah, it, it's because it, they'll have somewhere it's got the title on, like the left page and the right right page will have the author. So, do they just like the layout that that gives? They'll have a little header at the top. So the, no, no, the balance, no. the symmetry between having the page number at the bottom. I don't know. Either it can also be it. there are there are there are books that might do that that way, so that this way the book will be longer. Because then when you have to take up that space for the header and footer, you don't have as much space. To you know, for the text. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many different things you can try and think of. You know, yeah, yeah. you can try and think of reasons for it. But having the title at the end of the film makes just as just as little sense to me. Like, I just seen it's like we just want to remind you, you just watched Die Hard Two. You didn't just watch Die Hard Two. You watched, you finished the credits of Die Hard Two. It's like an extra. Maybe it's like an extra special thing that if you made it through the credits. So now we're gonna, you know, it, like Marvel has, you know, end credit scenes. But here, what they did is they give you the title again. Ooh, no one saw it coming. You know, it's, it's not as even if it says John McClane will return, you know, like in all the James Bond movies, how they have that, or, or, uh, you know, Samuel Jackson uh, shows up and I am Zeus Carver. That's I've it. got a great, great initiative to recruit you for the next mission. <laughs> that's right. Hey, uh, it's a great idea, but it's something, you know, that, that, that no one probably thought of at that time. But they you know, only maybe they, they want to get those extra the... few seconds for us to talk about. Yeah. Well, they didn't give you the start of the title, <laughs> they don't give you Die Hard 2, they don't give you Die Harder. 
the right. rest of the title. Now, I was wondering, do you think this film lives up to the the tagline of Die Harder compared to the first Die Hard? Like, do you think this is this is harder? You mean is 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 Bruce is is John McClane closer to death in this movie than in the previous movie? Is that is that your point? Well, I mean, just in terms of the, the ongoing passing of time, he is technically closer to death in this film than in the previous one. That will continue as the franchise goes on. Uh, hey, unless this is a prequel. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Which we know it's not, but whatever. That, you know. but just, True. What do you think like, Die Harder means as a tagline? Um, I I think it just... A, a way to to make it sound as if it's uh, more thrilling than the first one. You know, first he had to die hard, then die harder, and then I'm surprised that Die Hard Three wasn't Die Hardest. You know, I had to keep the franchise options open. You can't right. have like Die Hard even harder, I guess. Uh, but right. do you, do you think this one is more thrilling than the first one? More like a, a harder mission? I don't think so because I. I I think the first one is more thrilling because it all takes place in one building. And here uh, they expanded a little bit, you know, because we, we do have scenes, uh, you know, on different areas of the airport. We have scenes uh, off of the, I guess, the the grounds of the airport, you know, things like that. Die Hard, everything takes place within the the, the building or right immediately outside of the building. Yeah. There's I, nothing I, happening a few blocks away or anything like that. I mean, come on, here in this movie, they even have, you know, uh, two minutes where where it's going on in LA. So, <laughs> you know, they're I, really leaving the airport in that case. I feel like uh, uh, McLean has more at his disposal in this one. He's, he's yes, yeah, so as people working against him throughout, of course. But he ha- there he has more. He's there's like a team. It's like Barnes is always on site, but he, and he's there. They can move around. He's not confined. He's not trying to hide the whole time. Right. No, and I think I think there's also something else to the fact that that you know even even I mean you mentioned tools. So so you know even his his weapon and his his bullets and stuff like that in the first movie he's relying only on what he has already and what he's able to take off of the dead bodies of of the the bad guys. In this movie, you know, when when he's back in the police station, he could be, you know, refilling his his magazines, you know, get get more bullets. I mean, there, there's so many different things that could happen. So it's it's less of a uh, challenge for him from that perspective to 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 get thing to find things that that he can use to help him, you know, defeat the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not belittling this movie. I, I love this movie. Anyone who's listened to the last 123 episodes knows how much I love this movie. But that doesn't negate the fact that the premise of Die Hard, of a guy being in a, a, trapped in a building, is just so much more thrilling yeah. than what they do guess, here. There's more at stake in Die Hard 2, I guess. There's a lot, a lot more people's lives on the line. Correct. Uh, and and I mean, when, when you get to... When you get to the, the as the movies move along in three and four, forget about five. We're not talking about five. Yeah. Three and four, the numbers get bigger and bigger. Also, yeah, the, the you know, scope three you have. Increases. That's right. The scope, not just the scope of of the the area that he needs to cover, but the scope of the people who are in potential danger. Yes. You know, because in the in in three you have you know the schools. Think about the the number of schools that they had to start searching. You know. And and then when you talk about four, it's a whole uh, East Coast. East Coast, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just gets bigger and bigger. And again, we're not going to even talk about Russia. So, <laughs> but but yeah, so I, I think that that you know the the idea of Die Hard and then expanding it more and more, it it works because again, it it created a whole new genre where you have all these other movies and and uh you know stories of people who are dealing with these type of issues you know even steven seagal and van damme and i mean the list goes on and on i mean there's there's probably and uh macaulay Culkin. you know there's there's so many people who've dealt with diehard type uh areas and the what they what they do here 
you know, the, the, that's why nothing has reached the peaks of the original, because the way that the original does it, it keeps it in the most thrilling aspect. Yeah. You know, even even if you I want to talk about Con Air as, as a diehard type of thing, you know, so it's 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 not secluded just on the plane. No. Yeah, there's none of these are pleasant situations anybody wants to be in. Uh, no, of course not. Some, I, some I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't wish it on anybody that they need to be in any of these type of situations. No, no, no. Sure. don't 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 think that for a second. <laughs> no. So yes, to answer your question that you asked like ten minutes ago, yes, I I think that the the the, the first one is harder than the second one, and the third okay. one, the fourth. It's, yeah, I I agree. Yeah. So as we continue through the the credits, we we get uh, titles and optics by specific title. Uh, then we get the uh, MPAA uh, stamp of approval, the AFL CIO stamp of approval. Uh, then we get the copyright, which uh, you know we as we all know it's 1990. And then it says something really strange. It says produced and released by 20th Century Fox. You know, as opposed to the fact that you know. You'd think that that it at, at this time at least it was the same production company doing everything. As of today, things things completely change. You have a lot of smaller production companies that that need to make deals with larger production companies. You know they're going to help them release the movie and whatever. So it's a little strange that they have this type of you know that that, that they have to say that we did both of these things. Uh, well, I mean, I'm guessing back then there were still some companies that would produce it and other ones would release it. Right. Uh, so maybe they just, they just wanted to confirm. Hey, we did it both. Credit. Could be. Double credit. Could be. And get the Die Hard 2 mentioned once again, as we, we talked about earlier. And that's the way this Black movie screen, ends. Though. Black screen. Well, black screen is the way the movie ends. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the title stand there for a few seconds, then it fades out. Yep. Yeah. That that's the way this ends. We we've gone through 123 minutes and 20 something seconds <laughs> in order to get through this this movie we now the only thing that we're left with is letting jay try and guess uh you know my choices for mclean monday and for aviation thursday and also the, the consolidated group ones yes we always do that as well so i yes I have, i've come prepared i've already tried to guess them yes uh, i know that I, I, I know i know you 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 like to be prepared so that's good i'm not always uh, where would you like me to begin? Um, well, uh, let's begin with uh, McQueen Monday. Okay. So for yours or for the groups? Um, well, first mine, because mine uh, will groups. will tell you, you know, once you'll you'll be able to see where those fifteen points will go. Okay. So I know you're a fan of the film Nobody's Fool, so I think that might be in your top five. So I've got that at number five. Uh, Fifth Element at number four, 12 Monkeys number three, Unbreakable at number two, and another film called Die Hard at number one. Okay, well, you do have uh, th three of those you got right. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't get the number, you didn't get their the, the placement right. You haven't got Die Hard number one? No, I do not. Oh, I'm surprised. Okay. What is your top five, Rob? Start, start from five, work your way up. Oh, okay. So... My number, my number five is Armageddon. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Armageddon. It's, it's a fun movie. It's, it's a crazy movie, but it's a fun movie. You know that, like, it doesn't make any sense from, you know, from a realistic perspective. So, so obviously, you know, anyone, uh, you know, who watches it knows that this is not something that is really going to happen. You know, NASA is not going to be giving a job like this to some untrained. Uh, uh, miners, but it, it's just a really fun movie the way that they do it. And they just they could have they just need to. I mean, how could they have made that premise believable? Is they do the, the Johnny English thing where every astronaut in the world was at a funeral and they all died, they all got Correct. blown up, right. and there's only there's no one left. So I don't know. Send these oil oil riggers up into space. It's like it's like uh, King Ralph. Have you ever seen King sure. Ralph? Uh, I'm aware of the premise, <laughs> but I haven't seen it. Okay. Where the, basically he's the only one left. Yeah. So, so that makes sense. That it becomes okay. a really morbid film. Like, yes. oh, every astronaut dies. All of them. The whole NASA has just disappeared. But we still have enough left to send two shuttles up into. Wait a minute. 
There's no way of making it make sense. You just need to cross over and go, yeah, fine. They send them to space. It's everyday people going to space. This is what happens. Space dimension. Correct. And I I like the way that that he and Ben Affleck, you know, their their love-hate relationship throughout the whole thing, you know, father-son type of stuff. Uh, So it's it's just a fun movie. And it's really enjoyable. So, and I like what Bruce Willis did there. So that's why, you know, it's, it's there. Okay, number four is the movie The Last Boy Scout, ah, which okay. came out in 1991. If I remember correctly, it's the movie that that he made after this movie. And I, I just love the character of Joe Hollandek. You know, he's he's sort of like a John McClane, but he's you know uh, down and out. So he's he's somewhat of a bum. But he's a uh, quite a good detective, and uh, you know the whole. I, I'm always a fan of conspiracy theory movies, and uh, you know people trying to assassinate uh, presidents, senators, things like that. You know, so I find that to be really fun. Have you ever seen that? I have, but it's been a long time, so I don't remember anything about it. Okay. So I may as well not have seen it. All right, that's fair. Number three is The Fifth Element. Um, again, I, I love him in this movie. I love the movie. The, the special effects are amazing. Luke Besson was really able to take uh, uh, another crazy type of story, and you know, using special effects and and uh, you know, makeup and all that stuff, just create such a fun uh, sci-fi adventure that you know uh, it, that has its uh, you know Dallas Corbin uh, uh, jokes. One-liners from from Bruce Willis, you know, coming in the whole time and stuff like that. And uh, come on, Gary Oldman is always a great uh, villain, even even when he does it over the top like he does here. Yes, he does. Yes, I'm not sure. The, the, he has a very like explosive gun that takes part of the scenery. I'm not sure if that does more damage than he does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, he is. He's always an entertaining villain. Yes, that is a fantastic film. Right, Chris Tucker aside. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Number two is Die Hard. The, the first one, you know, I, 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 we basically discussed it earlier as to why I think it's the best of of the the movies in the franchise and why Bruce Willis is just so great in it because, you know, there he's more uh, he in in this movie he feels somewhat out of his element, uh, more so than he did in the first one. The first one, he, you know, he's out of his element, but he's still able to handle the type of situation. You know, as we mentioned here, he needs a lot more help than he was getting in the first one. Uh, and then the third one, he, third one, he's in his element, but, you know, we'll, we'll eventually get to that when we, we, we get to that season. Yeah. But he's sharing that spotlight more. Yes, level. correct. And let's see if we can guess now what my number one will be. Uh, is it Unbreakable? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Unbreakable is my favorite superhero movie because it shows that superheroes can actually, you know, uh, live in our type of world. You know, you don't have to have, uh, you don't have to be born in crypto on Krypton or whatever. You can get, you can just naturally have some sort of superpower type of thing, and it and it, it's something that that's simple. It's just he has super strength, you know, that type of thing. And again, we're not going to talk about those sequels. Because uh, you know both both Split and Glass have their pluses and minuses to them. Um, well, I I don't I mean, like. I think Split is excellent. So I, I I I would hear no bad words said against Split. I think it's a fantastic movie. No, I think I think it's a great movie too. But it's it it it's the the idea of Split was to create another character that can fight against uh, you know that can fight against uh, David Dunn. Thank you in the next movie you know that that's the thing that 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 bothered me about it because i i i like the overall idea of glass but i don't know how i don't like how it was eventually done because it sort of destroys some of the things that 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 we learned in the first two movies i i feel like the the entirety of of glass was uh, Shyamalan making fun of comic book movies uh and because because the whole thing is is setting up that there's some like there's some new thing there's new events that's being staged like the demolition or something or a celebration somewhere and every other film like that's where the climax is going to take place but that's correct it just takes place in the car park right 
That's <laughs> it's a big it's a big letdown. It's a big like uh, unsatisfying and nothing goes how you think it's gonna go. Right. And that's just Sherman having fun with people's expectations. And I like it from that perspective. Okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. But again, I did I did I was just hoping that, that the the end wasn't the end. You know, there was something else that was gonna happen, stuff like that. And there was yep. not. That was the end. No. <laughs> exactly. Well, who knows? Maybe in ten years from now he'll he'll do another one. You know. Maybe but it, maybe. it but it probably won't be with Bruce Willis. So Probably not. Uh, not yes. the, uh, his character is gonna go wakes up in a puddle. That's <laughs> been <laughs> unconscious for a decade. That's right. All right, so let's let's move along to what you think are the top five movies that that were chosen by all of the guests for McLean Monday. Okay, I uh, so I have listened to every episode released so far, but I do not keep track of this as I, as I listen uh, because that would be uh, useful but insane. Uh, so my I think number five, Fifth Element. Number four, Twelve Monkeys. Number three, The Sixth Sense. Number two, Unbreakable. And number one, a little film called Die Hard. Okay, I, I first of all must say you've gotten all five of them. The all hey. five, you know, the 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 order's not quite right. The the deal, the, the order's a little different, but you you definitely got all five of them. You were correct. Fantastic. So with, excellent, excellent job, Jay. So <laughs> with twenty five points, twelve monkeys. Thirty two points, the sixth sense. The fifth element got fifty two points. Okay. Unbreakable got 53 points. So basically the fact that I put Unbreakable <laughs> in the number five slot is what pushed it to the number two. Uh, well, in the number one spot, pushed yeah. it to the, the number two spot overall. And uh, Die Hard is uh, at 74. So, you know, 21 points above <laughs> Unbreakable, which again, you know, when you're talking about a movie, when, when you're talking about a, a show that everyone is coming to talk about, Die Hard, so it it, uh, it you're, sort you're of makes the sense. Scales a little. Yeah, slightly tipping the scales that that's what's going to happen, and and it did. <laughs> there were a total of 28 movies that were listed over the course of this season for McLean Monday. What can I tell you? All right. So we shall now move on to Aviation Thursday. So what do you think were my five top? movies okay this was more difficult because uh, there are more airplane films uh, than there are bruce willis films yeah uh, so this is more of a crapshoot uh, so number five con air number four top gun number three air force one number two die hard two number one airplane exclamation mark but i'm not confident i'm only confident that maybe like two of those are actually on your list so <laughs> <laughs> um, you you got most of those wrong <laughs> yeah i figured <laughs> <laughs> Most of them. As a matter of fact, only two of them are on, on the list. Yeah. Okay. Two out of the five. Okay. Uh, so you've got Conair in every spot, haven't you? One through five is Conair. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> For Aviation Thursday, how many do you think there were? Uh, more than that. I have uh, uh, 56. 46. 46. 46. Okay. 46. And there are six movies that only got one point. <laughs> <laughs> and nine that got two points, uh, six more that got three points, three that got four points, three that got five points, four that got six points, two that got seven points, one that got nine points. You know, now, now we'll start dealing with the, the, the ones that got higher points. All right. So first of all, my number five is the movie Memphis Bell. Okay. With, uh, have you ever seen it? Nope. So, seen it. But a, a World War II uh, bomber crew. It's a great movie. It's with... Uh, Matthew Modine, Matthew Modine uh, Sean Astin, a whole, a whole bunch of famous people. It also came out in 1990. It shows the, you know, it's based on the true story of the final mission of of a plane that was about to be retired during World War II because they only had to do 25 uh, bombing missions until they would be retired. And so it's about their final mission and what happened to them during the course of that. My number four is Con Air. Hey. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Jay and Mark from the Con Air Pod. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, I, I find it to be a really fun movie. Uh, I was even on a podcast that talked about it uh, probably about a year ago. Hey, uh, me too. Well, I know you were you were on that podcast probably <laughs> sooner than a year ago, but but yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it's just a really fun movie. I, I, my biggest problem with it, as I mentioned many times to you, Jay, is Nicolas Cage's uh, accents. Yes. You know, yes, yes. <laughs> that, uh, it, it's perfect. Yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number three is actually something that only one other person mentioned uh, on their list. And I was very surprised because it was something that I did a podcast on. I, season two was all about planes, trains, and automobiles. So come on, how can I have a list that doesn't include planes, trains, and automobiles in a movie uh, that deals with something on a plane? It doesn't have to be entirely on a plane. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I, did, I didn't consider it because it is, there's only like one, a very short segment of the film. It takes place. It'd be like, with those rules, I would have included Midnight Run on my list. Because it's a little bit on a plane. I okay. consider it to be a, you a could. Film. You could. Do you want me to change it? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I have integrity <laughs> for my list. That's right. Um, yeah. So, but but then again, I've also seen the the extended uh, scene on the plane. So you know, so I've spent even more time on that plane than most people. <laughs> Fair enough. In the in the four hour cut of that film, there's like a ninety minutes of plane footage, which is an entire <laughs> film. So <laughs> exactly. Not quite, but but uh, yeah, they do have some extra stuff on the plate. My number two with four points is Airplane, uh, yep. which a, a lot of people have on their list. And, you know, it, it is the, the best uh, spoof movie of uh, aviation films. No question about that. Uh, anyone who, who sure loves it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyone... <laughs> Anyone who loves airplane, it's soul plane. It's no, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who loves uh, disaster films of the 50s, 60s, and 70s that deal with planes, this movie was able to to parody and make fun of just about every one of them, and even copied one of them with most of the the dialogue and characters and stuff like that. If you've if you've ever seen Zero Hour, so you yeah, you know, it was it was interesting watching that movie since I know airplane so well. And my number one, what do you think my number one is, Jay? I, I don't know, because it's not something I had on my list. And I, I thought I had I don't know, snakes on a plane. No. <laughs> no my, my number one is United 93. Of course it is. You do talk about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I, I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. I, that, yeah, that wasn't what I was expecting. I th yeah, I should have done. That's just I just made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. on me. It's All early. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good excuse. Good excuse. All right. So, looking at uh, my list and how now you look at everyone's list, what do you think are the top five movies that were listed by all of my okay. guests? Um, and I will give you a hint that there is a tie for fourth place, meaning that there really is no fifth place because of that. Okay. Well, that that's, doesn't really help. Uh, so, tie for fourth place that I'm going to say Snakes on a Plane and Air Force One. Uh, Con Air number three, Top Gun number two, and Airplane Estimation Mark number one. Okay, well, you, you got four to five of them. Okay. Um, the, the the your your the placement is slightly altered, but uh, so I I will give you that Air Force. Oh, let's put this way: Snakes on the Plane is not on the list. Okay, well that's a crime. <laughs> Snakes on the Plane only got ten points. That's a crime. So how many okay, points okay. did the the fourth place tie get? Okay, well I'll first go with sixth place because the the tie the sixth place was with sixteen points airport. Right. Okay. I considered putting airport. In there. Which with three people listed it as as their uh, number as their number two. And there's not a single person who not even Jim listed it as his number one. Did Jim because, have any of the airports on his? Yeah. Of course he did. Airport 75? Airport seventy seventy five was his number one. Yeah. You know, so I'm 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 actually surprised that he liked it more than the the original. Airplane, but you know, if he never did Airport 75 minutes, then he would have had to have done 77 in Concord, and no one wants to do that. That's right. So, <laughs> that's the rules. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I, I I understand those rules, and those rules bother me very much at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very disturbing thinking about that fact. <laughs> okay, so tied for number four is Air Force One and Up in the Air, both getting 17 points. Up in the air. Okay, fair enough. Okay, up in the air had uh, one, one number one slot, and uh, Air Force One did not have a single number one spot, but it had two number twos. So that, uh, you know, that helped there. Uh, number three with twenty five points is Top Gun. Oh, can I beat Top Gun? Hell yeah! Yes, it did. And Top Gun has only two number one slots. Uh, 
from Heather and Travis. <laughs> Disappointed in them both. Uh, and then uh, number two is Connor. Yeah. So how how did Top Gun Maverick do? One second. So okay, Top Gun Maverick got eleven points. Okay. It had it's like one plane beat Top Gun Maverick. No. No, it did not. Way around. One point. No, it did not. One point. One yeah, point. One no. point. Because Snakes on Plane did not get a a top uh, top slot. Snakes on Plane no. had number two slot, and then two people, including you, had it as a number four, and then two people had it as a number five. Top Gun Maverick had only three people listed it, but it was listed in the number one spot, the number two spot, and the number four spot. It's odd because it is a wildly overrated film. Uh, I agree, which is why it's not on my my list at all. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Everyone get over it. It's fine. Yes. I don't think it's better than the original. Yeah. I think it is. Because I don't know the original. <laughs> okay. You didn't put it on, on your list either. You didn't put either of them nope. on your list. So, so nope. you're good. So Con nope. Air got 55 points. Okay. Just think about the the, the jump between uh, Top Gun and Con Air. Top Gun got 25 points and Con Air got 55. This makes me very happy. <laughs> and I, I hope I remember to give you a shout out every single time that that was missing. I, I, I apologize you, if I missed a few. I think you gave me shout outs sometimes when it wasn't mentioned. So, <laughs> okay. If someone said like Passenger 57, you'd be like, yeah, that's another like, that's like Con Air. Shout no. out to JMI. No, I didn't do that. That's not true. Okay, you're, you're, you're going a little crazy with that one. How many number one spots? Do you think uh, Con Air got? Uh, at least two. Was it two? Got three, and Mark did not three. give it as a number one. Oh, Mark so, didn't, did he? So, no. Cool. It's you, uh, Niall, and Lisa had it as yes. their, uh, their, their uh, top spot. And we had Lisa on, on to talk about. We didn't have Niall to talk about. We should have had him on. Uh, yeah. We had, right. Lisa joined us for, for a, a, a Con Air scene. Yeah. And only nine of the... the only nine people did not put Con Air on their slot, uh, uh, put not slide it in, which is pretty good because considering you know we had twenty, what the twenty six people that I'm were gonna on. Need, I'm going to need that list of nine people. Uh, I, can, and, I can give it uh, to you right now if you really want. <laughs> no, it's fine. You show up on my doorstep. Let me let me see. Three, so four of them are people. Wow, four of them are people that that have been on your show. So. Wow. Oh, sorry, five <laughs> of them. Okay. Oh wow! One of them is the the current host of the Lampcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, Richard! <laughs> yes, and then number one with seventy eight points is Airplane! Exclamation mark! Of course, of course, excellent. And there were twelve people who gave put it in their top slot. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and then three people, including both you and I, that put it in their number two slot. And then uh, I think there's one person in the three spot. One in the two spot and one in the one spot. That was it. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So uh, we're not we're not actually done with top five lists. So I have one for you. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, it's it's okay. This will not take you long to work out. <laughs> I'd like you to rank um, your top five films you've covered movies by minute. Oh you've wow! You've now done five. Yes, I have. I'd like you yes, to rank them, please. Rank them in what way? In as would, my favorite in, movie or favorite experience, uh, you know, we're doing yeah, just, them as, just as movies, like what's your just, what's your criteria? Uh, what are your top What are your top five films that you've done? Like when it comes to how just as films, please rank them in terms of your preference for films. Okay, all right, that, that's fair. Uh, we'll start with number five and work our way up. Number five yeah. is is Die Hard two. Number four is When Harry Met Sally. Number three is Plane Trains and Automobiles. Number two is The Great Escape, and number one is Die Hard. Does that match with what you thought it would be? Uh, it does. Mine would, for me, I would swap those top two around. Really, you would yeah, have The Great Escape as as the number one. Okay. Hey, The Great Escape is in my top four on Letterbox. Die Hard is not. Okay, no, I understand. But, that. Yeah. I, I I think I, I it, it's very interesting because you know as I look back at the five seasons that I've done, the most the the, the season that I'm most disappointed with doing minute by minute was The Great Escape. Because I hadn't gotten into my groove of how to do it, you know, like that's um, a movie that if I were to do again would be very different. Well, that's what yeah. Pete and Alex said about Star Wars as well. They they regret starting with uh, a New Hope or the, the motion picture, right? Just no, the motion they, picture is Star Trek. That. 
but they they, re- they refer to it as the, the first ones being the motion picture. Uh, they um, because that was their first one, so some of their episodes are like twelve, like ten to thirteen minutes long. Correct. They, they have discussed going back and doing it. They're not doing that. Right. So yeah, I don't think that's an uncommon stance to take. Right. Do you have that with Deep Blue Sea? Uh, I mean, we that podcast is still going, so we are still kind of talking about it a lot. No, we're uh, talking about yeah, the I way mean, you've talked about the movie. I know, I know, I know. Um, less so, I think, just because. Mark and I had already talked about Deep Blue Sea on a few podcasts prior to doing Deep Blue Sea, scene by scene. Uh, I mean, we, we no, I think I think we covered it okay. We, okay. We, we could go back and do it again, I guess. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no, but again, as you said, you still you still talk about them, so that, that you know yeah. you can you can always add things that you might have missed that type of thing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I think it'd be interesting to see how your uh, top five list uh, adjusts as you cover more films. So do I. So, so do I. Maybe we'll readdress it at the end of every season. Who knows? Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. It would, it would actually make things more interesting of how I would... Hmm. I, I never even thought about it from that perspective. You know, because for me, it's just I choose movies that I enjoy, and obviously I'm doing the you know, Die Hard on and off. Uh well, when when I get to Die Hard Five, you know that'll that'll definitely not be that's on my more of an than an on. <laughs> yeah. that's very true. And uh, this episode is being released on a Sunday, right? Yes. So that means that we could play a round of where are they up to this weekend? <laughs> um, uh, uh, we're on we... minute 124, Rob. <laughs> I was wondering. I think I, I might test your memory of of uh, films that you like. Oh, wow. Uh, where do you think we're up to on minute 124 of Die Hard? Okay, so Die Hard is, and I'm not cheating on this, Die Hard is 132 minutes. So I'm going to say that what is happening here is that uh, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe Carl is, uh, you know, throwing off the blanket and getting ready to shoot. Uh, the, the minute starts with the, the bond, the flaming bonds raining down from Nakatomi Plaza. It's, I couldn't. I couldn't find the file that you shared with me in <laughs> the whole folder. <laughs> so I had to go to by your, your description on your website for that one. Uh, so that's a roundabout then, yes. Oh, so I'm, I'm close? Is, is Carl dead or, or not at that point? I'm not I'm not sure if he's dead or not at that point. I just know that the, the tower, the, the bonds have exploded and are raining down. I think he's dead at that point. Hmm. Okay. Uh, 24 was, Jeanette was on that one. Uh, yes. That was, okay, Flaming Bonds was the name of the episode, which is why you obviously know yep. that that's it. I actually think that Carl only dies the following week, if I remember correctly now, when, when Richard right. was on. I, I, I couldn't check my copy because my copy has a different time code than yours. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, if – I mean, I, I no longer have the, 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 the single files, so then I, I, I didn't need them anymore. So I deleted sure. them for, for space of other things. 124. No, it is. Okay. I'm on Disney Plus now. Uh, so yeah, Bonds are falling down from the sky. Oh yes, so Carl is not dead because we have uh, uh, Carl Al, Al Powell is coming up to talk to to meet John. And you have no, the hero but, shot of Al with the flaming Bonds in the background falling. Correct. So he's not but, shot. But, he's not but shot Carl, Carl is shot in this minute. Uh, yes. Yes. Because yeah, you have the hero shot, and then it's just after that. Yeah. So you were right. Yeah. Okay. I guess that one right. Okay. And I I literally did not did not cheat. I promise. <laughs> sure, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, what about uh, what about the Great Escape? The Great Escape. Yeah. Okay, they've already escaped. That I know. I think that maybe they're about. To, I, for some reason, I have in my mind that I think it's when Henley and Blythe are getting ready to get on the train, or maybe they're already on the train. Uh, you're. It's it's earlier than that. This is the pivotal moment. This is the true villain of the film. This is Cavendish screwing up for everyone. It's when he comes out of the hole and trips and lands on his package. The giant white box. That's minute 124. Really? Yep. Lisa was on that week? Lisa was on that week. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I checked your files. It's, it's, there's still like an hour to go, and that last hour is on the road. Correct. Uh, yeah, so it's it's Cavendish screwing it up. The true villain. Okay, well, that, that, that happens. My nemesis. You know, Cavendish uh, screws up uh, throughout the movie. You know, this isn't, this isn't something new. <laughs> you know, it, it could have happened in many different spots. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's the only two films that you've covered that 
have over 124 minutes. That's correct. Uh, There's, uh, bills, the other two. That he do not. That's right. So I want to do a third one. I know that you're a big fan of It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, so what do you think happens <laughs> in minute 124 of It's a Wonderful Life? Okay, so um, It's a Wonderful Life is uh, also 132 minutes, and there are no credits. So I'm going to guess that he is he sees Mary as the uh, as the old maid and at this point uh, she starts screaming and and then he he runs back to the uh, bridge in order to get his uh, in order to get his life back that would uh, be my guess. A, a little early it's a little late, later than that it's uh, hello Bedford Falls hello Merry Christmas hello building alone it's him running through Bedford Falls uh, saying mm, Merry Christmas to everyone okay and it's getting back home and finding Mary isn't there Right. saying hello to the bank examiner. That's right. All right. Okay, actually, if I, I, I see that the, the old main Mary was like two minutes earlier. I was close. There we go. Close. Very close. That's yes. close. That's close. Um, yeah. Oh, so wow. There's a taste of your own medicine, Rob. That's fine. And everyone can see that, that uh, you know, I got I got one out of three. I was close with the other two, but I still... You were close. Yeah. But that's fair. That's good. I, I appreciate that. I You know what? I didn't even think that you would even try and do something like this. So, you know, it, never, it didn't even occur to me to, 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 to do any research beforehand, which which says something. It says a lot about me that that I should have thought about that. <laughs> well, I, I, you're, I don't think you're caught up with this season of Star Wars Minute where they're doing no. Rise of Skywalker, but they just did this on one of their episodes as well. They just reached the credits and they just did like, what happens in minute 134 of all the Star Wars films? Uh, so that inspired me to do this. Okay, all right, that, that's great. Ah, so you're saying they were almost done? <laughs> they are almost done, yes. At least one of them is very happy about that. Um, I would say that it would probably be Pete. Uh, no, I, 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 Pete's the one who likes that film. Oh, no, you're talking about that they're, that they're done with the film. Oh, okay, no, that yes. I knew. I thought you were talking about that they were done, you know, with, with, with anything at this point. You know, that, that it was... Uh, I don't know, I, I can't say. I think they're, st they're still carrying on with the Patreon, so... Okay. Wait, I'm uh, the show's ended already this season? No, it's still going. It's, it's, well, at time of recording, they still have, I think, a week left. Ah, okay. So uh, so when this drops, it will be over. <laughs> Basically, I uh, end this, we, we end the same weekend. That's what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. Yes, that's, I, I think so. Very close. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Sounds like fun. Okay, so what do we have left? We still have to let see see if Jake can guess uh what how many minutes are i've recorded you know or how how many you know how how long this movie the, how long this podcast is <laughs> and what is the average for this season as opposed to other seasons is it higher lower stuff like uh, that? can you tell me what was the average of last season so recapping the previous seasons the great escape was 175 episodes with a total of 4015 minutes which is basically 66.9 hours. And the average episode was 22.9. Okay. All right. Then Plane Strange Automobiles was 93 episodes, 3,145 minutes, which is a total of 52.41 hours with a average episode of 33.8. Then we have Die Hard 1, 132 episodes, 4,779 minutes, which is a 79.65 hours with an average of 36.2 minutes per episode. When Harry Met Sally was 96 minutes with a total minutes of 3,440 3, minutes, which is 57.33 uh, hours with an average episode of 35.83. Okay. So I thought it was going to be longer than that. Uh... I'm going to say, I'm just going to go for the average. We can work back from there if you want. I reckon the average is, well, let's say about, I was going to say 40, let's say 38. 38 minutes of Die Hard 2. Jay, it's 37.99. That is great. I'll take that. There you go. I'll give it to you. <laughs> With a total of 4,711 minutes, which comes up to 78.51 hours. Okay. Okay. Now, now you've you had to do that several times. You've had to record and then edit and all the prep work. So you, you're at least triple that in terms of time put into this podcast. Probably. That, that's fair to say. So, I mean, basically, if we, we calculate all of the the hours that that I did 
for this entire podcast so far. Uh, so wh where do you think that that comes out to? Average oh, wide. God. <laughs> I wasn't listening to half the numbers that you said. Um, uh, uh, a lot. Um, uh, I'm not even going to try and work that out. I'm going to say a solid month. It's just what so things. Uh, so that'll be 720. Putting these together, it's 334 uh, hours. And then if we want to divide that by 24, so basically I've, I've spent 14 days. Okay. Just just recording. Just recording, yeah. So, <laughs> so two weeks, <laughs> two weeks of my life has been spent just recording these episodes. Actually, probably more than that. Two weeks of the edited versions of them. Yeah, we, we're not even taking into consideration uh, all of, all of the issues that 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 happened along the way, which uh, there were many of them. <laughs> you know, uh, we're not even including the, the those four weeks of episodes from The Great Escape that I had to re-record. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yep. The joys of international uh, audio recording. Yes, of course. I, I I'm not complaining at all. My wife is probably complaining, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> You know, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this. You know, all, all five seasons have been been a lot of fun, and you know, I I, I hope to to get around to to, to moving on to season six uh, shortly. I I know that I've been teasing throughout the last week or so that season six will be starting tomorrow, but unfortunately, uh, due to the circumstances of things that are going on in life in my country, where there is uh, there there was a massacre a few weeks ago, and now there is a war going on i i don't know when i'm going to get around to, to to working on season six so for the first time in five seasons i will be taking a hiatus uh, hopefully it will not be a very long hiatus i i do have a few weeks recorded for season six so as soon as things get back on track i'll be able to start dropping them hopefully you know you will all be paying attention to your podcaster and and be surprised Hopefully in a few weeks that you start getting episodes of the new season. I will try to keep you uh, all appraised of when something will come out, when I do know about it. But that we'll have to wait and see. So I, uh, I am on that first week of that season. So I will be plugging that everywhere as well as soon as it drops. So just yes. keep an eye out, listeners. And as, as a listener, it is fully understandable to take a hiatus. You should not feel guilty about it at all. I Again, I... I I haven't taken a hiatus in five years, so I guess it's or in five exactly. seasons. So I guess it's I guess it's about time. Unfortunately, it's for you, these, you record, these you record extra. <laughs> you recorded extra shows to make it sure it syncs up with Mondays. That's why we're doing this on a Sunday. That's correct. Like, it, yeah. Well, I know we record extra, you I record extra episodes. Season. I just you know I just uh, sync them differently. You know that that's yes. what it comes down. Yes. So I once again want to thank everyone who's been my guest for this past season. So thank you to Josh Horowitz, Niall McGowan, Alan Sanders, Jeanette Ward, Duncan Shields, Richard Kirkham, Jess Rogers, who is no longer Jess Rogers. She has a new last name. I just don't remember what it is right now. Heather Baxendale, Jim O'Kane, Hal Bryan, Eddie O'Hare, Nick Rehack, Jay Bam, Todd Libonow. DJ Valentine, Lisa Leahy, 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 I, I, even when she's on, I don't get it. <laughs> Lisa Leahy, David Brooke, Mark Hoffmeyer, Alan Sanders again, Travis Bow, Dave Pallas, Bubba Wheat, Sean German, Matthew Simpson, and Jason Sturchik. Thank you all for taking the time to, to join me and be a part of this season, past seasons, everything. And obviously a huge thanks to my pseudo co-host, especially on, on this episode, on the first week of each season and the final episode, uh, Jay Cluett. Thank you very much, Jay, for, uh, for, for, for hanging in with me, uh, <laughs> for hanging in and hanging happy, on <laughs> and hanging out. Happy, happy to do it. Happy to be here. Although I feel like uh, Alan Sanders has, has uh, usurped me as um, pseudo co-host. See, I think he does more episodes than I do these days. No, it's a little different. Uh, you know, it's not it's not the uh, the entrance and exit episodes. You know, sure. And uh, thrilled thrilled yeah. to have the title. Yes, yes. I I think on IMDb, Alan has uh, either tied you or surpassed you at this point because yeah. of that. But uh, you know, once once the, the those first week of season uh, of season six drops, you'll you'll be ahead also. Yeah. I've had that title for a while. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> you definitely will. So uh, thank you, everybody. Hope you've thoroughly enjoyed this season. Hopefully you've enjoyed all five seasons that I've done so far. And uh, I hope to be back uh, shortly. So, Jay, do you want to uh, tell people where they can find Jay Cluett? Sure. Yeah, so uh, you mentioned uh, Connor has, has finished uh, since I was last on. So you can go and listen to the entirety of, of uh, Mark and I covering Connor scene by scene. 40 episodes of that. With a, we had an interview with, uh, with Tiger and St. Jones, one of the comics on the, on the crew. And uh, but Deep Blue Sea, the podcast is still going. We have done all, all three Deep Blue Sea films. See, I've seen Elephant Deep Blue Sea adjacent films. Uh, Rob joined us for Born American a while ago, but he will come back. We'll have him on for another show at some point. And that's pretty much it these days. So just focusing on that. Uh, Life versus Film is my personal site. I don't really do a lot there. So you can find me on social media at J A Y C L U I T T J Clert on Instagram, which I recently had a big bump of, of uh, Scotland and dog pictures for my recent vacation and at Life VS Film on Twitter and anywhere else. So, yeah. What about Lamperty? Uh, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> well, and I, I do host Lamperty. It's been a little while since I've, I've, I've done that over on the Lambcast. <laughs> I, I am eager to bring it back. I just need uh, scheduling to work out a little bit better. And that kind of killed my motivation a little bit was I had a few months where it just didn't work out and I just fell off the horse a little bit, but I'm going to try, I'm going to get back on it. Lampity will, will, Lampity will come back soon. Right. Uh, so you can find, find it on the Lambcast, uh, the official podcast of the Lodge Association of Movie Blogs. Excellent. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. Even if you're listening to this afterwards or whatever, feel free to still comment, uh, you know, send me your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think about uh, the five seasons that I've done, especially during this hiatus. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll give me something to talk about if you, if, if you, you know, send any comments and things like that. You know, the, the comments I want to hear is we want you back. We want you back. And hopefully the, the world situation will, will help that happen, you know, much quicker, but we'll have to wait and see. So Jay, thank you very much. Once again, uh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for continuing to do this podcast. Yeah, and, and, and I unfortunately can't say I'll be back tomorrow, but until I'm back for season six, yippee-ki-yay! Yippee-ki-yay. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little village.